Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So. In case you ain't no So, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live, y'all. It's the last episode of the year, so we're bringing you a lot of favor. We got some Dolphins talk, some Heat talk, a couple of Panthers, and of course, what we expect to bring you guys in 2023. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. It's your boy, so so. We made it. We made end it. of the year, bro. Twenty twenty three is upon us. Yeah, man. And uh, you know, we always make it work. We're coming to you from, you know, the West Coast, the East Coast. We're just bringing you guys a lot of flavor right now on this episode. Um, and uh, it's been a long journey this year, dog. We've done a lot, dog. We have, we have, and the best is yet to come, bro. We still got. I mean, we're just getting started. You know what I'm saying? We're just, we just learned, you know, what we're capable of at our level, and and some new tips and tricks and things along the way. And we're gonna implement that stuff now in the upcoming year. So I can't wait for you know all the new projects and and content we're gonna put out. Facts, man, including OnlyFans, right? We got OnlyFans popping right now. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Sports with Soso uh, YouTube channel. That's where we're putting out OnlyFans and a bunch of our Fight Rewind content as well. Um, this week, OnlyFans is rough because they followed the Dolphins, lost fourth in a row to the Packers. Um, 26 to 20 was the final score. And and what hurt, like we said on the show, is the, the fact that we had another chance to win this game coming down the line. And and, and that's the shit that, that really kills us because even in those games, what you hope to have in those games as a team that's good and talented, right, what you hope to have is a chance to win the game, right, a chance with like 10 minutes, fourth quarter, whatever, a chance to win the game. Even with Tua's last two interceptions, right, I'm sure that the team felt confident in that huddle before they took the field and said, hey, let's drive down the field and, and punch these suckers in the face and get this game. And ultimately, he threw his third interception of the game, which came obviously um, for the Dolphins. But for, 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 for this Dolphins team, dog, like, we had such high expectations from from what they were showing us, you know, and, and we mentioned it, how they've been at the high of highs, right, Tool, NFL MVP type talk. Uh, McDaniels mentioned in, in um, head coaching of the year awards. Tyreek Hill on pace for 2,000 yards. These guys breaking records, him and Jalen Waddle. Like, even the defense was getting accolades, right? They weren't playing the best, but they were like, hey, this is a tough defense. Nobody must mess with them. And now fast forward to where we're at right now in the season. The defense is top, you know, bottom five in the league. You know, Tool has been hurt for a good portion of the season, concussed now for the third time this season. Um, and we just learned today, right after recording OnlyFans, Joel, that Teddy B has been named the starter for this game against the Patriots. That's a gut punch, man. That definitely is Absolutely. a gut punch. Uh, we have we talked about it on, on OnlyFans again. You know, we have two games uh, left to decide our season. You know, we have the chance to still make it into the postseason. Um, but, I, you know, I had said on, on OnlyFans, that's going to be dependent on if Tua starts or not this this week. And now we got the news that Teddy B is our starter going into Foxborough on Sunday, and I don't have a good feeling in my stomach. No, man. Um, and, and something that I'm reading from Barry Jackson, right, 
quote, McDaniel said he has been advised by medical professionals that Tua worries only about the day he's currently in and nothing else. He is in the building. He also declined to say if he's been ruled out for Sunday any under any added pressure, you know, uh, not because of the health process. And now, you know, the doctors confirmed that Tua did have a concussion in, on Sunday. We're finding out a lot more information, and I'm sure a lot more information is going to come out. But it's it's what I was telling you before, Joel. How do we, as Dolphins fans, right, objective Dolphins fans say, yeah, I feel confident in having Tua here for another five years. Will he last five years? Will this concussion thing continue to be a problem for him? Is this something that... You know, Mike McDaniel is going to continue have to plan for. Are we going to rely on the settling for good, quote unquote, good backup quarterbacks for the rest of the his coaching career here? I don't think so. We've always, uh, uh, you know, had the debate: is Tua good enough? We know that at his best, Tua is more than good enough, right? We know that to be a fact. When he's at his best, completely healthy. Time to throw in the pocket. Um, with those things given to him, he can be a more than above average quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But when he's bad, it's really bad, doggy. You could argue that for anybody, bro. You know, when anybody's good, they're good. When anybody's bad, they're real bad, you know, because there's no such thing as being good, bad. Um, but I think the concern more so, you know, now to 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 your argument, you know, where you, you said, you know, he doesn't ha- you don't see a future uh, to being a part of the, you know, the long term future here. Um, it's more so now stamped with that that concussion, you know, three concussions in a season. Uh, is he easily concussed? You know, should he keep taking this kind of trauma? Because we know he wants to keep playing. He doesn't care. He wants to keep playing. But in long term, you know, is that going to be uh, an issue later on down the road for the guy? And, you know, if it is, that's something to reconsider, man. You know, you, you don't want to talk about retiring early or anything. But when you're talking head stuff, you know, head trauma and things like that, it's a whole lot different than just, you know, a, a couple of reconstructed ACLs. You know, you're talking about your your motor skills. You're talking about, you know, your longevity, you know, being able to speak, you know, into your, you know, old age, you know, just comp- being, comp- you know, uh, that's, the, well, that's not the word I was looking for. But anyways, no, but just being um, uh, composed and coherent, yeah, 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 yeah. being able to comprehend things and still articulate things at an old age. I mean, you think back to like Muhammad Ali, bro, you know, and granted, you know, tools not there getting jabbed in the face every other second, you know, for 12 rounds or whatever it is. Right. Um, but still, man, you know, they, they you know, the, these hits that he's taken, you know, are not good ones, especially when you see how much, you know, his head is hitting, hitting right. back on the on the grass or or things like that and it, it just it, it doesn't look well for the kid man so it's like i want him to play you know i want him to be our guy right. but if you know medically this isn't the right you know career path for him then you know that's a different story but as far as being a winner the kid's a winner bro He's a we've, winner. Had a, we've had a we've had a bad four game skid this one you can blame on him we can pretty much say you know Tua was to blame for this loss partly but- because he was concussed but every that, other, you know what I mean. But there's other player people to blame for you know our other nice. losses. You know from the coaching to you know defense. Our, our defense exactly to, to you know it, it just you can count it up. So to just put that sole blame on him, it, it, you know it's unfair. No. As far as putting the whole season on him, that's unfair. You put this game on right. him, that's one thing. Not the whole season though. Right. No, I 100 percent agree with you. It's not to put the the entire season on this guy because the whole season hasn't been about him. We have to remind ourselves that this is a first-year head coach dealing with high-level talent, dealing with a lot of pressure, dealing with a team that's on the cusp 
of being a playoff team and having to deliver that, you know, and if he's able to do that, then he, uh, you know, makes himself look even better. But that's what this season has been about. It's about him being able to take this team to the next level. And so far, McDaniel has done that. We've seen the offense improve to levels that this team as a franchise hasn't seen in over 30 years, 40 years. You know what I mean? So like, Obviously, it's heading in the right direction. We just have to figure out what the rest of the future is going to look like for Mike McDaniels here and the rest of this offense. We invested heavily in Tyreek Hill, right, to have him be here and give us this type of season that he's given us. An amazing season, right? Yeah. Could have been better here and there, but overall, an amazing season. Same thing with Waddle, an amazing season. But we invested in him because he's in his prime. And we know that he doesn't have eight years of this type of level of football left. You know what I mean? It's very limited. So we have to try to take advantage. Let's look at, at this game against the Patriots. We got Teddy B starting, right? Who the last time we saw him start a game, it did not look good, right? <laughs> um, how confident are you? Because me, myself, I'm not that confident in seeing Teddy B against the Patriots in cold weather. Not. I'm not confident at all, man. I mean, I know he played in Minnesota, but they played in the right. dome. Um, you know, I know he faced a lot of NFC people up north and stuff, and, and he dealt with that cold weather. But, I mean, Teddy B, you know, has has not shown it this year when we have seen him, you know, in the game that he did start and then afterwards in the game that he came in for Skylar Thompson. You know, he hasn't been able to get it done. And it's just interesting, you know, the fact that we're going to go with him, we're going to name him the starter. I wonder, you know, what drove Mike McDaniel's decision behind that to go with him versus, you know, the rookie. Um, you know, is it the fact that he is a veteran and he trusts, you know, that veteran, you know, now at this point in the season where we need to win over, you know, a rookie? You know, I don't know. Um, I guess that that has to be it. But I don't feel confident, man. I just I, I know that if that's the case, you know, we really, really got to have all three running backs going hard. We need Raheem Moster, we need Jeff Wilson, and even Salman Ahmed all getting the ball. I want them all getting 10-plus nice. carries. Nice. Don't get the ball in Teddy's hand, man, because he's not going to make it happen. And if he is, we need him doing quick dump outs to Tyreek or Waddle, you know, in space, so that, that way they can try to make a place in, uh, play in the open field because oh. he's not, he's not going to make it happen down the field, I don't think, man. I don't know. And even even a quick dump off to a running back, like we've asked of Tua, right? Those little plays can bring you that, that short yardage. If you're third down and five, third down and four, you can dump off to a running back and let him do his work, you know, and get a first down or at least get him on a one-on-one matchup with a linebacker. Um, it's going to be interesting. This is another hurdle for Mike McDaniel to jump. And you know what? Uh, credit to him also for 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 being a stand-up guy and saying, you know what, let's, let's go with Teddy. We'll put two on the shelf for now and, and see what happens because ultimately his health is what's most important, right? Not the football career, not the wins, losses, the touchdowns. His health is what's most important for, for Tua right now. And, um, you know, credit to Mike McDaniel for saying, you know what, I'm not even going to risk it. These, this game isn't make a break for us right now, right? If we win, great. If we lose, we still have another opportunity. Um, but he, I feel like he's playing it the right way as a head coach. Yeah, well, he learned, I think, from what happened early on in the season where he got concussed and then, you know, was playing four days later in that Thursday night game against the Bills. Right. Uh, or not the Bills, sorry, um, the Bengals. So, you know, but you can see that he's growing already as a coach, you know. Hey, forget it. Yeah. We're going to shut him down. You know, he was concussed. That's all we needed to know. You're out. You know, you're not playing this week. Um, so that's that's a good move by him. You know, sucks to not have Tua, man. Um, but, of course, you know, you, players on so the football. I am, dog. I am because, you know, it's it's tough. It's a tough four-game stretch. You know, we do have the, the season still in our hands, you know, to, so to speak. 
and you know it just it seems like we're just setting ourselves up for for disaster right now yeah it's not a it's not a good position to be in Joel and we, and we talked about it before right where we really wanted to have some type of momentum towards the end of the season to head into the end of the season on a four game losing streak potentially a five game losing streak uh with your quarterback in some type of health com- protocol that's not what we wanted nor expected as Dolphins fan. And then we head into a tough matchup right now. It's a divisional game. We're going up to New England. It's going to be snowing up there. There's it's going to be cold weather. And we come in as a already an, <clears throat> an underdog, uh, as a two-and-a-half underdog to start this week. And I'm sure as the news of Teddy, you know, be being the starter heads up, we're going to see that number increase to three, possibly five, by the time kickoff is on Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, I don't know about this game, Joel. You know, I, my my belief in the Dolphins say that these guys are going to find a way to fucking put a stop to this and get a win finally. But this news of Teddy B being the starter now, it's tough. If we do win this game, it's going to be on the hands of the defense. And I feel like this is a good opportunity for them to kind of shut up people like myself who have been ragging on them, right, especially on OnlyFans. Make sure to go watch that. Um, I don't know. It's going to be an ugly game. 17-14 Dolphins. Mm. I'm not making a prediction, man. I've been rocking four <laughs> weeks in a row. Um, I don't feel good about this game going into it, especially now having Teddy. Um, I just hope. I just hope. Yeah, I get you, dog. Damn. <laughs> just but just I, say I'm not making a prediction, man. Nah, just not I'm happening, wrong. I'm tired of being wrong. I'm tired. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired of the of Dolphins. It. But you see, look, you're tired of the Dolphins proving you wrong. You know what I mean? And, and well, for, for everything that we talked about, we expected the Dolphins to be better than this at this point. We'll just say that. That's fair to say, right? We expected them to be better than this at this point. So sure. let's see what happens. Um, Man, Sunday's going to be tough watching Teddy B start. Hopefully Teddy finds something, you know. And hopefully a Florida boy, a Miami boy, Geno Smith, takes care of business up in Seattle and beats the Jets, make it a little bit easier for our Dolphins, right, to, to clinch that playoff spot. Um, let's see what happens Sunday, man. Let's see what happens Sunday. Let's flip it on over to another team that, that we're not so, in, you know, enthusiastic about. It's the Miami Heat. Um, you know, coolest thing that they've done so far is Miami uh, Senior High retired UD's number 50 officially. That was the coolest thing that happened for the Miami Heat this week. So Wow. Cool. Second wow. coolest. Second coolest is Duncan Robinson hitting his 800th three pointer in a career. Uh, I think he's like top 20 now in the NBA. And also that was his 3000 NBA points. So he hit the 800 and got his 3000 points. That's pretty cool, right? That is pretty top cool. Top two moments up. for the Miami Heat this week. Yeah, great for him. So uh, <laughs> I guess we'll move on. So the Panthers this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. We got a big game against the Lakers that we got to break down. Oh, like, man. Even though LeBron's not going to play. Um, you know, the, the Heat, they, they've lost two games since we've last recorded. They lost a tough game to Chicago, uh, 113 to 103. At home, lose another game, 111 to 108 against Indiana. Back-to-back losses after having a nice little win streak. Um this inconsistency that's facing the Heat, it's 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 really troublesome because it's you know I was telling a homie of mine I was like yo this is the 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 point where Pat Riley really has to look at the at the team and say okay what can I do to help this team for next year because this season is almost like a wrap we know that we're not going to be competing for a top position in the East right and furthermore we know that this team is not going to be one of those teams to fear in the playoffs, right? Or a th- real threat to get to the um, 
to the Eastern Conference Finals, not even the championship, just just to make it to the finals and say, hey, we're here. I don't think that this team is able to is going to be able to achieve that. So Pat Riley and company has to really look forward and say, how can I improve this team now for next season or even for the second half of the season? Because the, the way the team is built and the way that we're currently constructed and what's happening on the court, it's not meshing for whatever reason. And, and Pat is kind of tied into a couple of contracts. We've seen the rumor mill really getting some steam now with, you know, Nerlens Noel being mentioned, the kid from New York being mentioned. So we, we know that the Heat are working the back channels in order to make a trade, but it kind of lets me know also that the Heat are kind of heading towards the end of the season a lot sooner than they think. Yeah, don't forget to mention Trey Young recently yeah. was uh, rumored to be on the move potentially. What do you um, think about that? <clears throat> I like Trey, um, but I think in order for us to get Trey, we got to get rid of Kyle, um, which I'm, I think a lot of Heat fans would be more than happy to do. But what else do we got to get rid of to, in order to get that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a matter of what, what you know, what they are valuing him at. Um, but we need something, man. We've been saying it. We need a spark. Um, you know, we need something that's going to rejuvenate this team because we don't got it right now, man. Even at our best, we don't look we don't look the best when we're at our best. We don't look the best. And that's not a good thing when you got, you know, the, the Celtics who are, are missing a beat. You know, they're catching their stride. Uh, right. The Sixers just had a crazy win streak. You know, Joel Embiid and, and Harden are, are grooving. Um, right. You got Luca out west dropping 60. I mean, what is going I'm on? I'm a rat first place in the west, like. You know, no, don't talk about the West. You look at the West standings. Have you looked at the West standings recently? It's nasty. It's nasty. Their eighth seed would be like our second seed in the East. And I don't know why that's always the case, man. I don't know why there's so much more talent in the West. Uh, But, you know, right now the heat, we can't, man. And that that game, you know, talking about the games that we lost, that first one of the of the two um, Pacers, not against the Pacers, the other one. Oh, the, the, Bulls, one was, the Bulls. The Bulls. That was 111, 103, or 113, 103. Right. Something like that. that game was never in reach. Nope. We never even had a chance that game. It was never like we were in it. It was like they just always, always were a couple steps ahead of us. Yeah. And that's a team that's, you know, a team we've beat this year, you know, that we've, we've been able to compete with that, you know, has a couple good pieces, but, you know, not something we haven't been able to take care of. And to see that, it was like, really, dog? You even know, especially after this winning streak, you know, we're going right. to come out and do this. Even even the Indiana game, right? That's a game. That's a team that we're like, all right, we've had some success against these guys, especially recently because the game's been tight. But then you give you let a guy uh, Tyler uh, Halliburton give you, put up forty three points on you, and it's like, man, you know, even with wow. the wow, even with the efforts of Tyler Hero and company, like because Tyler Hero balled that game against the Pacers, really kept us kind of in it, but. Just dagger after dagger three, dagger after dagger three. Those are things that are that are not consistent with Heat basketball. And when you look at this season for the Miami Heat, being defensively one of the worst teams in the NBA is definitely not our standard, which is crazy to, to see how many points that we give up. And again, I, I hate to harp on it, but the, the worst team in the fucking fourth quarter is the Miami Heat because we always lose the fourth quarter. doesn't matter if we have a 15-point lead heading into the fourth quarter. We're going to find a way to give it up. And we always find a way to struggle, not be – like just look awkward, have bad possessions. 
this team breaks down always in the fourth quarter, and that shit is frustrating. And it's because it's it's very uncommon for a team like this. That's why I was saying what my point earlier of how this team has to find a way to make some moves. And if if it includes getting Trey Young and and you know giving up like a a dunking plus a bunch of package and a bunch of trick, you do it. You know, the only two guys who should seriously be considered here for for the long term is Bam and Tyler, because those kids are young enough. They're playing excellent in spite of everything that's happening with this heat team. Right. Everybody else right now at this point is expendable. Even Jimmy Butler. There's a lot of people who say, oh, you can't trade Jimmy. He's our best player, whatever, whatever. Jimmy's also a guy who's on a hunt for a championship. He knows he's not going to get one here this year, and it's probably not going to happen next year. We've already had our best opportunities with him, right? We had it in the bubble and even last year. Now we find ourselves regressing to the mean. We need to do right by Jimmy and give him a shot to to get a championship, and that includes putting our best player out there and getting the most in return for him and putting him in a position where he can achieve what he ultimately wants to achieve. Will it be done this season? Possibly not. Maybe in the offseason, right, once the season is over and Jimmy says, hey, what's going on here? What are my options? I don't know. This this team needs something because right now they don't have it, man. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I think uh, Pat is more of that wait for the offseason, wait till, you know, the free agents are all there and all that stuff. Uh, see what's available to you so you're not paying the highest price or whatever. Uh, but I mean, we need something right now, man. I still think that, you know, Jimmy is good enough. I think we still have good enough pieces. You know, we've been there. We're not far enough out of it yet. It's still early enough in the season where we control it, man. We can do something. We just, we've been missing something. And, and, and Pat, I trust, man. I hope that, uh, I hope that after this new year, you know, January 1st, we hear some, uh, some rumors about, you know, some more solid rumors about traction around a trade or something like that, man. Yeah, I mean, we, we're definitely going to need it right now. <clears throat> excuse me. We're 17 and 17 coming off a win against Minnesota, right? Um, and we play the Lakers coming up today. Um, I don't know. You're right. There's still a lot of time left in the NBA season, but being in the eighth seed right now is definitely not where we expected us to be so far, 34 games into the season. Um, I don't know, man. Not not looking good. Not looking good. Nah, if these nah, guys we'll... find a way to get some momentum and put up a six-game winning streak, then I'll start to reconsider moving people. Sure. But, yeah, moving Jimmy during the season is going to be hard. You wait for that heavy offseason, right, people to be available, and, and you use Jimmy in that regards. But everybody else, <laughs> I'm going to give you the Tyreek Hill peace sign. You know, yeah. you're, you're expendable, you know, except for sure. Bam and Tyler. Everybody else is expendable. Uh, let's see. Let's see what happens with this heat. And, and hopefully in the new new year, they get it rocking, man, and, and find some type of consistency. Yeah, uh, we do have to talk it. about the Panthers. Yeah, we do have to talk about the Panthers ever so slightly. They're on a three-game losing streak. I don't know what the hell is happening to this team. Bro, it's rough. It's rough apart. in South Florida, man. It's rough in South Florida right now. It man. really is, dog. It's, it's that's, why you, that's why you went all the way to California to get away from this shit. <laughs> But I didn't expect the rain. The rain brought me. I guess I brought the cloudy weather over here, dog. That's exactly what you did, dog. All the people in LA were like, yo, it was nice before you got here. What the? Who invited this guy? Who invited this guy? Rocking your Dolphins flag around your neck like a cape. And wearing (laughs) my Hurricanes gear everywhere. Like, yo, it's it's how I do out here. It's been rough, man. But yeah, Panthers, dog. Three game losing streak. Not good. No, not good, bro. And, And look, again. We see them for the first time under 500, 15, 16, and 4. When was the last time you saw the Panthers in the last three years under 500? It's been a while. 
it's been a while. You know what I mean? And and I don't know what to point at because the majority of the team is still intact, except for the coach. And, you know, it's, I, I saw a tweet, you know, and I don't want to spend too much time on this guy because I, I don't know enough about Panthers hockey to say that I'm pissed off, right? But I saw a tweet from this guy or a comment in, in on Twitter where he said, oh, what, what do you expect from players? What do they have to do to, like, you know, turn it around? And he said, oh, they have to show up. I was like, what? They have to show up? No, you you got to fucking – it's got to be more than that because guys just showing up is what you have right now, right. you know, where guys are just showing up to get their paycheck and say, oh, I'm here to play some hockey. If we win, cool. If we don't, no biggie. That's that's what showing up means to me. If, if, if you're talking about a head coach putting out a message, the message needs to be I need these guys to play harder. I need these guys to be more focused. I need these guys to be more determined. I need these guys to realize – that we're, we're slowly losing grasp of what's available to us this season with the team that we have. That whole shit of they need to show up, that shit didn't sit right with me. And, again, I can't say that I'm too pissed off, but as a, as a guy who would put himself in the shoes of a player to hear that from your head coach, I don't know, man. But doesn't bode well. Yeah, well, neither does being under 500. And that was the That's, only thing that I was clinging on to for this team, at least. You know, right. hey, they're still above 500. Now it's like, you know what are we doing right now? This is not this is not Panthers hockey right here. Um, so they need to figure it out, man. They need to figure it out themselves. I don't know. I, I don't know hockey enough to be able to say this is what they need. If definitely is the coaching or no, you know right. the players. You know Kachuk needs to you know stop being so absent. You know missing so many games or whatever. I don't know. I can't. I can't be the one to tell you that. I can tell you though, it doesn't give me a good feeling when the Dolphins are on the losing streak. The the Heat are struggling, and the Panthers are on a losing streak. It yeah. just doesn't make me feel good as a fan. Yeah, yeah. And and look, you know, for as dominant as they were last year at home, they're 8-5 and five this year at home, which is not a great record, honestly. Uh, One of those five losses we were, went to. Yes, we did. Um, and even worse on the road, 7-11 and 11 on the road. Being under 500 is not where you get success. You know, that's not how you set yourself up for the playoffs. At all, dog, at all. I don't know, man. And like I said, the only thing, there's only been very few changes, right? The Chuck coming in, uh, Hubie going out. It's like, what's what's the difference here, really? You know, like the head coach is what's really what's really the difference. And I don't know. A lot of people were kind of upset when it did happen, when the coaching change happened, right? Because they were like, damn, how do you not give this guy his shot to keep building on this team, right? And the chemistry that they had. Well, he was an, he was a Burnett was an interim coach, you know. So right. he came in after we had the scandal last season early on and all that. So it, was, it wasn't really his team to, to you know to take over. But I don't know. I, I can't. I, I heard you know good things about our new coach going into this season and and you know his resume and all that stuff. Maybe he's still trying to figure it out. You know, he's still trying to figure out what the best uh, system is or scheme is for for those guys. You know, maybe what they were running. That could be another thing too, bro. A lot of guys they don't like True. step change. You know, it's like you come in with a new idea and you're like, yo, but we been doing this and it works and then it's like they're not fully bought in yet into what he's preaching uh that you know that could be something behind it i don't know yeah yeah let's see let's see hopefully the Panthers find a way to turn it around man um they got two games before the season is over so they got a chance to get above 500 or the year sorry (laughs) before the season is uh before the year is over not the season um and let's see a season left plenty of season left plenty plenty uh, real quick, man, who do you got this weekend? We got the New Year Bowl Games, Championship Bowl Games. Uh, Saturday, December 31st, we got uh, number two, Michigan, taking on number three, TCU. And then we got number one, Georgia mm. versus number four, Ohio State. Uh, we don't talk a lot of college football here outside the Hurricanes, but this 
this matchup looks sick, dude. TCU is a real, real underdog here, and, and they're a giant killer. Yeah, I'm going to go with TCU simply because of the fact I hate Michigan. I hate nice. Jim Harbaugh. Nice. I hate Michigan. Um, TCU, I think you're garbage too. Don't get me wrong. But I, <laughs> I, just, I just hate We want to see Harbaugh lose. I hate them more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I just think Georgia is clearly better than, than all those teams in, yeah. in, you know, combined. So well, Georgia, Georgia, it's Georgia-Ohio State, right? Right, right. So if that's, they beat Ohio State, that's, that's technically the, the the better or the tougher matchup that they're going to face either whether they face Michigan or TCU. So yeah. I feel like if Georgia gets through that, they got an easy road to, to that national title, um, which yeah, would be I think, cool. I think it's uh, Georgia's championship to win it all. Yeah, me too. Yep. Me too. Um, let's talk a little bit about 2023, man, and what we got going on. Uh, we got a couple of interviews lined up. We got an interview with the Dolphin of the Year. Man, you guys are going to be excited for that. We got an interview with one of the premier boxing coaches coming up in South Florida. Uh, we got a lot of Miami Golf Bros stuff lined up, including another drop this Friday. Make sure you guys are subscribed to that YouTube channel right now. Um, damn, dog. We're it feels like this year went by quick, but now this next year is already here. and We're, we're working even more. Yeah, we're learning. We're learning as we go. You know, we got to have things in the in the funnel ready to pop. Um, but man, you know, I, I know we have stuff coming up this year that we're, you know, that we're planning on and going to be bringing. But I want to review. I want to sit back and kind of reminisce a little bit this yeah, year. Man. You know, we've had some pretty good moments, you know, from 365 nice. uh, to BKFC to, uh, you know, just only fans, you know, covering the Dolphins, you know, every game after the game, giving you guys, you know, instant reactions, you know. So yeah. what so so what has been your favorite uh, thing we've done this year? I think it was the second BKFC event, man, that we did. Um, we posted all those interviews on our YouTube shorts, so make sure to check them out. Shout out to all the fighters who gave us their time. We really appreciate it. Um, but the vibe that night was was jam-packed, and it actually got voted the BKFC event of the year. So you and I were at the BKFC event of the year, BKFC 34 in Hollywood, Makes Florida. Sense. Makes sense. Which was huge on... Um, also, we had a big uh, one of our biggest interviews this year, sitting down with uh, the former champ uh, Francisco Rischke, uh big friend of the program, one of the, the first guys to give us a, a, a shout out in, in bare knuckle fighting. We had that interview with him, which was great, um, and also OnlyFans popping off. Man, we saw OnlyFans, you know, really take a leap. Right, we went from this small idea that we had into a full fledged program now, and um, it's, it's dope to see that, bro. It's dope to see that. But for me, my favorite thing would have to be that BKFC event. Man. It was just the way that we were set up and and what we're going to keep doing with that, right? It's it's it, it just felt like that was the beginning of something that's exploding. Yeah. yeah we, we've been able to maintain the, the weekly show. You know, we've been uh, able to, you know, well, we can, you know, we've been a little inconsistent at times, you know, as far as what we wanted to deliver and stuff. But, it, you know, we got full-time jobs and full-time lives, you know, we're not, you know, doing right. this. We're not doing this full time. This is outside that we're doing this. So, you know, I hope the, you know, our subscribers and our community that we're building here, they, you know, I think they all understand, you know, they know exactly who we are, where we're coming from. Right. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, we're, we have been able to do some good stuff this year. I think my, my favorite moment this year, man, honestly, shout out to Justin and, uh, and you for having us at the Delray nice. Beach Fight Night 4. 
Um, that was a really dope project just for me, uh, just kind of to see their setup and then, you know, what their crews were doing. And then also the role that we kind of played in the end, it was kind of an important role when we look back at it and we didn't expect that it was just be us, you know, doing what we normally do, just being prepared, you know, as much as we can to our extent. And we were prepared and, you know, things just kind of worked out that night and the video came out great. You know, we got to see Greg Hardy's boxing debut. We were able to cover that. Um, we had, you know, all access and stuff like that. So for me, from like the planning of that event for you and I behind the scenes, True. actually shooting it, you know, kind of doing the interviews and all that stuff to them putting together that, that video, um, which is one of our, you know, better performing videos this year. It, it, that I think was one of my favorite moments, man. That's for a real. great one, bro. That's a great one because you're right. That one had a full fledged production, dog. like from beginning to end, having the script, setting it all up and even executing it right it felt like it was a showtime production almost right and um we we made it happen you know a little bit of rain didn't even hold us back that day dog we no, made it happen. Nah, an honorable mention to the 365 man we did a lot of good 365 this team, year baby yeah man i mean we know that uh you know some of those boys have been calling us where you guys been at you know we want to see see us uh, on the big screen again uh you know obviously with football season only fans and all that stuff we, we've had uh you know a couple other things going on but we want to get back to that we want to get back to covering 365 as often as we can and bringing you guys those videos we know you guys like those too and not only that, not only bringing it to you, but in a different and even better way. Because if you look at our 365 videos, they've gone from like kind of one dimensional to something even more exciting. And everything we've added to make that product a little bit better for the viewership. Um, yeah, man, 365 football is definitely climbing in our rankings and uh, getting back to our roots. Right. is always yeah. great. And um, checking out those guys and, and seeing the talent out there that, they, that they're recruiting is always nice, too, man. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man, we got a lot to look forward to and we have a, a lot to be thankful for. And we want to take this opportunity to thank you guys, um, everybody viewing this right now, everybody listening to the sound of our voices right now. This is our deepest thank you that we can offer you, man. Uh, your support has meant everything to this show and to this production, whether it's Sports with Social, The Fight Rewind, OnlyFans, Miami Golf Bros, like um, everything you guys have helped us achieve this year has been much appreciated and we're really grateful for it and we can't wait to continue to bring you our hard efforts so you guys can enjoy it in 2023, man. Uh, oh, Joel, uh, I'm sure you want to emphasize a little bit on that. No, nah, man, I think you you said that all beautifully, man. You you, you put the, the, the you know, the uh, little bow on that already. Um, I just want to piggyback off of that, man. Thank you guys, man. Thank you for the support. Thank you for watching. You know, it takes takes time, literal time, hours uh, to set all this stuff up, edit it, put it out to you guys. And whenever you guys hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, or even drop that comment just telling us, hey, man, you know, we love this part or, or shout some part out of the video set out. So, so sucks! That all those comments, good, the bad, the ugly, you know, they mean a lot to us. Why? Because we know you're watching. And at the end right. of the day, that's the reason we're doing this. We're doing this because uh, we know we we share similar passions to, you know, um, everybody that, that lives here in South Florida as far as when it comes to our sports teams and, and all that stuff. And we want to keep bringing that to you. So appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Great, great job, Joel, man. Uh, and I appreciate you, brother, man. I know the, the hard work that you put behind this program, dog. And, um, you know, we, we always work hard for each other, bro. And uh, I'm thankful for you, doggy. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, man, let's no keep doubt, pushing. Man. Appreciate that. Yeah, thankful for you, too, so. Let's keep pushing, Papa. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, man. Sir. For everybody else, man, you know what to do. You got to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend. 
to tell one more friend about hey. this podcast right here, man. This podcast has jumped so much from the time that we even started it two years ago. What? Two years ago. That's what we got in 2023 coming up. Guys, I'm telling you, it's a lot to be excited for, but continue to help us grow this platform. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that like button. Drop a comment. Let us know how we're doing. And until next time in 2023, peace. peace.